0: On today's episode of Sippin' on a 40, we will be going over this crazy, yes, crazy game against the Blackhawks. It just feels like a throwback. You know, it's probably because it's the 41st game that all these things are happening. We got the Blackhawks. We got the Mark Crawford thing. We got Brian Burke saying whatever the fuck he wants. It's crazy. I'm loving it. Hey, it's fun. To be a Canucks fan. When this team is bubbleistic, is that a word? I don't know. But when this team is bubbleistic, AKA a strong bubble team, the city is having fun. Hey, speaking about having fun, we're going to have fun on today's episode of Sipping on the 40. Yo, it's all about the listeners, man. I appreciate you guys so much. Real talk. I don't know if it's this Prince book I just read. But I'm just feeling I'm just feeling blessed, yo. Let's do this. Let's run sipping on a forty. Man, we're gonna have a lot of fun tonight in Vancouver, all my real fans. How is it going? Welcome to another episode of Sipping on a 40. My name is Kyle Bowen. Shout out to SB Nation and NUX Misconduct. Speaking of NUX Misconduct, go find it. Yes, the network wherever you listen to podcasts. And once you find it, give it a swipe, give it a tab, boom, bam. You just made your hockey life a little bit better. Because with that swipe, you get the quickie, the fastest hockey show in the world. You get Silky and Filthy, your home for puck-talking bullshit and the West Coast bias. You also get Power of the Towel, which is unveiling next week. And you get this, sipping on a 40. One swipe, one tab, baby. Baby. That easy. Tonight. Tonight. Your Canucks, they faced off against those Chicago Blackhawks. I I guess you can still call them a rival. Can you? Not really. Here's the thing. You can't call them a rival because the Canucks haven't made the playoffs in a while. And also because these two haven't faced each other in almost a decade. In almost 10 years. So you you can't. You can't. They're, They're pretty much two completely different teams. Anyways, they play tonight because that's what hockey teams do. And and it was a, what's the phrase? What's that Canadian phrase? A barn burner. It really was seven to five. Your Canucks. Yes, your Canucks. They pick up their sixth straight win. Yes. Take the dust out of your ears and listen to that again. Your Canucks. Yes, your Canucks from Vancouver. They got their sixth straight win. Yo, that's the first time, yes, the first time that they've won six straight in three years. And those six wins three years ago were irrelevant. Irrelevant. The Canucks are a bubble team. Yo, turn the music down. The Canucks are a bubble team, baby. And that's... And that's beautiful. That's that's beautiful because, because the city and its fan base, they deserve it. We say it every episode. I'm just going to say that and leave it at that. It, it's getting repetitive. I've said it many times, right? You deserve it. April hockey. Game 82. It should be important. What a game tonight. 7-5. To JT Miller. Correct me if I'm wrong, but this dude... The dude picked up like what three points tonight, Mister First Rounder, Mister First Rounder. Yo, I I went back to the tweets from July, and yeah, I was I was pissed off when this trade was made, and throughout the season, I've been I've been fighting for that side that still believe that that trade shouldn't have happened. You could have got JT Miller for less. That's my debate. The way JT Miller is playing now, and I believe JT stands for Jonathan Taylor. I could have just made that up. I could be right. The dude is balling. Absolutely balling. He's just under a point per game. I would say 90% of the games that he's played this year, he's been noticeable for the right reasons. He seems to be a spark plug type of player, an emotional player, a dude you want in your dressing room. He's only 26. He has term left on his deal and his cap hit is just over $5 million. Look, I was on the other side. I still believe that they could have got him for less. But the way he's playing, he is somewhat warranted a first-round pick type of value. He really is. There was this tweet around the the second period, and I I know it's it's just game 41. It's it's against the Blackhawks. The Blackhawks, no longer a powerhouse. But there was this tweet tweet after, what, a 4-3 score or a 4-4 score where... Or I think it was Chris Conte, he said that the Blackhawks had three or four. And Jim Benning's acquisitions had the other four. What's going to happen? I'm interested in that. We talk about the the division between Canucks fans later in the episode. The 41st postgame show, a special one. But what is going to happen... If this dude continues to do what he does, what is going to happen if Elias Pettersson and Quinn Hughes continue to be elite? If the Canucks make the playoffs, if the Canucks play good hockey till mid-April, and I've said this, Jim Benning is staying, he's bought himself another year, and the next year, if the Canucks do take that next step, and we're getting a bit ahead of ourselves, we could... We could see what some, and I'm on this boat too. I'm on this fucking wagon for sure. We could see the damn impossible. More Benning bros. People will want to become Benning bros. Yo, uh, the acquisitions, some of them, the elite ones, the ones that are paying off, you have to give the dude some props. JT Miller, Quinn Hughes, Elias Pedersen. They've been the three best players this season. And remember, JT Miller is still relatively young. I know 26 is four years away from the age of 30. And 30, in some people's eyes, is extremely old. You might as well get yourself a fucking walker and a wheelchair. But it's not really that old. JT Miller, Elias Pettersson, Quinn Hughes, not in that order, are the three best players on the Vancouver Canucks. Still, still a lot of time. Is that this how I'm feeling? I, I hyped the 41 game episode for a long time, and there were some times where I hyped it up around my my through, my true thoughts about Jim Benning They were going to come out on this episode. And you know what? They're going to come out right now. They might as well. Jim Benning. Is such a polarizing figure. Jim Benning deserved, yes, deserved, in my opinion, and around the league, many people believe so. He deserved to get fired last year or the year before that. He's made a couple, if not a lot, of bonehead decisions. He really has. Erickson, Goodbranson, Jared McCantrade. I know it involved Goodbranson. You know what I'm saying? He just been been doing some weird shit. The way he talks to the media. The Sven Berchi deal. Heck, you could even maybe throw the Fernland one in there too. The dude loves to spend money. I would put the Sam Gagne one in there as well. The Delzado. There, there were just bonehead moves. Moves that didn't work out. And on a bad team, again, I do believe a firing was warranted. But when you get players like Pedersen. And Quinn Hughes. And I'm gonna throw Brock Besser in this in this list as well. Don't forget, three years ago, two and a half years ago, whenever Brock Besser's rookie year was, his first full season, those first couple months. The amount of electricity, it wasn't on the level of Hughes or Pedersen, but the amount of le- electricity that that guy generated, it really did buy Benning more time. I remember I was at the athletic event at the Pint. I believe it was the first one. Boschford, rest in peace, Bosch, was on stage, Halford Bruff, And I do believe J.D. Burke was up there, too, and Ryan Beach. The panel, okay? And I, and I asked the panel. I asked them if they believed that Brock Besser... Bought Jim Benning another year. I don't know the answer. I got. I I, I. I was. I don't want to lie to you and say yeah. They said yeah. He did. I, I don't want to lie to you. I just. I just remember thinking that it was a lot of frustration when it comes to Jim Benning. I, I just. I just believe that this city's hockey team should be represented by the best, the best of the best. I really do. In all facets, that's what this city deserves. That's what that's what a, a team that spends money should be looking for. Is this really how I'm feeling after game 41? Am I warming up to Jim Benning? Six straight wins. A fun brand of hockey. It was a good game. It's, it's one of those games. I, I haven't been on Twitter yet, but I can only imagine what's going on. In the universe, especially when you have a game where where it was back and forth, the Canucks never crumbled, and their best players, yes, their best players, were amazing. And that's how you really push the needle in sports. You want to take that next step? Your best players have to be your fucking best players. And that's just a fact, baby. One of those best players, Bo Horvat. Bo Horvat, I heard on the radio today, people were talking about what exactly is Bo Horvat. I think people look into his five-on-five play a bit too much. And it's nothing against Tanner Pearson. The dude is picking up points, but he is still Tanner Pearson. He's not a Brock Besser. He's not a JT Miller. Again, JT Miller was pretty much promised to Horvat. Horvat's also playing with Louis Erickson. I'll say that again. Horvat, your number two center on this bubble team, this team that is looking like it's making the next step, is playing with Louis Erickson. I hope Benny's not hearing this and is thinking that I'm putting the pressure on him to make a move. Don't touch anything. Let this team ride the fucking course, okay? Back to Horvat. What is Horvat? It's hard to find a comparable I mean, he's not as good. He's not good at all defensively. He, he's, he's just kind of in the middle. You know what I'm saying? I know he's a good old Canadian boy. He has that build. On paper or with, you know, an eye test of some sort in the pregame, you would think that this guy is a two-way center. Nah, man, he, he's not. He's not. He's He's used as one, but he's not a very good one. I want to see this dude with some skill around him. Now, I saw this tweet, and and this is just the type of fucking city we live in, man. People are all already looking forward to not next year, to not the year after that, but 2022-2023. I saw a tweet about the potential top six, and it it included Miller, Besser, Pedersen, Horvat, Hoglander, who was a second-round pick from last year. And Paul Gozin. Am I saying that right? Paul Gozin? That dude. The first-round pick from last year. People are jumping the gun. They're looking forward to that top six. Look, I would not be surprised if this bubble team in your city, yes, your city of Vancouver, goes out this year in July and spends the dough because Jim Benning will somehow, someway spend the dough on acquiring a top six player. You don't want Jim Benning making the trades for one. No, you don't. Especially not this year. Ride the course. Ride the course. Protect your assets. You still gotta get... You still gotta get cheap players through draft picks and asset management for guys like Quinn Hughes and Elias Patterson. Because those guys... I, I'm including Quinn Hughes in this too, okay? The way... The way things are going, I would not be surprised if Quinn Hughes is getting upwards of eight and a half, nine million million, $9 There's a 100% chance guarantee that Elias Patterson, who who's in his second year in the NHL, is going to sign a big-time, big-time deal off of his ELC. $11 million, $11.5 million. How good is this dude? Elias Pedersen, man. Second year in the league. Second year playing center in the NHL. The alien. The dude who we named the program after. 19 goals. 24 assists in 41 games. How good is this guy going to be next year? Real talk. We talk about his compete all the time. Do you want to talk about anyone else? Anyone else? It was a fun game. It's game 41. We got to see Chicago. You know, I was watching this game. And again, this is a big episode. We're halfway through the year. I feel blessed that I'm able to create this show about a team in my city. I'm falling back in love with the coolest game on earth. I'm watching Chicago, a team that back in the day when I was a kid, there was no, there was no team ever. In life, there was no people in my life that I hated more than those who wore Chicago Blackhawks jerseys. While watching this game, a part of me felt like, felt like I wish I was back in time, you know, experiencing those same feelings. But, but I'm not. I'm not. I'm a different dude. I'm a different man, you know, smoking the marijuana, a little bit more mellow, and, and I'm still, I'm still getting groomed in to becoming. A passionate, a real passionate hockey fan in the city of Vancouver. Once again, your Canucks, they win 7-5 against the Blackhawks. A big game. In my opinion, this is a big game. Again, there was there were so many moments where it seemed like the Canucks could crumble and let this one slip away. Yo, I'm saying crumble a lot. I'm saying crumble like I was eating cookies all day. Shout out to fucking cookies. Yo, I've been munching out a lot. I can't wait. I don't want to say it. Should I say it, man? Should I say it? I can't wait to go back to the gym. 2020 is here. January is here. I'm going to give you some advice. Start the month off right. Especially January. If you start off January right. With any of your goals. With anything that you would think. Would make. Would make new and and better habits in your life happen. If you want those things to happen. Start off in January. Start off this week. I'm telling you momentum is is one of the most beautiful things in the world. And if you start building momentum in January. You're you're setting yourself up for an amazing year. Yo, I sound like fucking Gary V. This is a fucking hockey podcast. Yo, this, this is not just a hockey podcast. This is sipping on a 40. Once again, I'm feeling blessed. I feel in tune with this program. It's not just a hockey program. It's a, it's a program for the city of Vancouver. It's a program created by Kyle Bowen. Hey man, it's a fun show. It's a fun show. Let's talk about Crawford before we get to the before we get to the break and before we talk about Brian Burke. So Mark Crawford, obviously. Um, could you could you say he's he's loved in the city of Vancouver? I don't know. I think I have a soft spot for Mark Crawford because he was the head coach of the team that helped me fall in love with the game of hockey and the city of Vancouver in general. He was obviously involved in the whole coaching scandal that that really took the league by storm in November and in December. He got a one-month, was it a one-month suspension? Something like that. And he just came back today. So today was his first game back behind the bench. As an assistant with the Blackhawks. So the media was obviously asking him questions about this. And, and he had a 15-minute little press run that you can watch anywhere that you find hockey stuff on. Real talk. 15 minutes. He stood in front of the microphones and he answered the questions very well. Prior to him answering the questions about not only the allegations, but what he actually did. Because he's, he's admitting to the abuse that he, that he used. Against his players. It's been it's been said many times. The proof is in the pudding. And again, he's claimed these accusations. Now, before all of this stuff came out about Crawford, about these coaches, I remember listening to I remember listening to the Bro Jake show last year. They used to do a show like on the weekends or every Saturday. And I used to deliver packages for a living, okay? So I'm listening to the radio all the time. That show, they always always used to have Mark Crawford on there. And there was this one time where Crawford, or the Crow, that people like to call him in the city. He went on and he was talking about how his daughter, I believe, was teaching him about the, the next generation of players and how to handle those players and how those players accepted different coaching methods than the ones that he was used to. So he at that time, again, I'm not trying to give this dude a pass, but at that time, before he got called out for it and before he got suspended for it, he was already understanding that what he was doing before was was not only just wrong, it was old. It wasn't going to work. And, And as a professional, he was trying to move on. Again, I'm not trying to make fucking excuses for him kicking people in the back, yelling, saying abusive shit, like shit that nobody should say to anyone. I'm not trying to give him the pass. I'm just saying that he he was trying to move on, and I think that in life, sometimes we have to look at that as well. We can't just look at the bad, especially in the era that we live in. It's not it's not healthy. I fucking hate it. I, I enjoy a good apology because it's it's sincere. If it's sincere, it's one of the one of the most most purest forms of humanity that I think that we should not. Not let go. Again, I know everything stays online and everyone has the evidence right in front of them. Everyone becomes a judge, but we still all human. Apologies still fucking matter. Now today, in front of the in front of the the mics in Vancouver, he said the following. Okay, he said a lot of things. Again, fifteen minutes. Go find it wherever you listen or find hockey shit. Okay, he said this. It's really about me and some of the things I did wrong. With some of the teams and some of the players I had during my career. For that, I'm very sorry. I wish those things didn't happen, but they did. What I hope to do, again, is try and continue to be better. I have reached out to many, many players and I've heard from many players. But but I'm going to leave it at that. This is an ongoing process. As I said in my statement, I'm all about making sure I do the right thing. That I listen and I understand, really. That's what I hope comes from this. That I understand how any of those players are feeling. He sounds sincere. He really does. Again, it's, it's not a pass. He is accepting the failures of his past, the accusations, the wrongdoings. He's been trying to get better. And getting better and recovering from your mistakes is, is a part of life. It really is. And just because these people are in the spotlight, they're the ones that set the trends, spark, and provoke the conversation. Just because, just because Crawford's a coach doesn't mean that he's warranted no pass at all. That we shouldn't, yes, shouldn't look somewhat past this and move on. He is sorry. And one day in your life, because mistakes happen, you're going to be sorry too. Now, now, if it happens again, that's that's a whole different story, okay? If it happens post the culture change in hockey that's happening right now, that's a fucking different story. You're a jackass then. But he said, sorry, I'm ready to move on. Hey, is there a bias here for Crawford? No, there isn't. Again, he is the coach of the team that led me in the direction of falling in love with the game of hockey. But that's not the reasoning here, man. It's all about It's just about forgiveness, man. It's 2020. It's it's interesting times in the world. And again, everything is just everywhere. And people have opinions which are which are a part of, of the human race now. But apologies they do matter, man. They do matter. Of course they do. They 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 just do. We're humans. Shit happens. Okay, let's move on. Let's take a break. And after the break, oh, Brian Burke. My guy. Motherfucking Brian Burke. He's out here again talking about the city of Vancouver. And yeah, you know, come on. This this sipping on a 40, baby. You don't think I have anything to talk about when this dude is saying shit about the city? Of course I do, man. Brian Burke. You're doing a hell of a job. You're listening to Sippin' on a 40. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so up so many more doors. See, the show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, we are back on Sippin' on 40. My name is Kyle Bowen. Follow me on Twitter, K-Y-L-E-B-H-A-W-A-N. If you use Instagram, I'm there too. Once again, sipping on a 40. Shout out to SB Nation. Shout out to NUX Misconduct. The 41st, yes, 41st postgame show that we've done this year. And I feel blessed. I feel blessed. Now, with all that being said, I will say I am somewhat... I feel like it's selfish for me, selfish for me to say this based on what's happened over the last couple of days in my life. But I feel somewhat disappointed that I wasn't able to bring, bring to life... This episode that I had in my mind throughout the year. Game 41 was important for me. I wanted to I wanted to do something special. Now I am fortunate enough to be working alongside some of the most most humbling people in the world, some of the most dangerous people in the world. Over there, over there at Don't Doze. We do business with them. We attach to them. We have the facility over there at the Beaumont. Off of Maine in Vancouver. Beautiful Vancouver. We had this huge, huge plan set up. And it's not not that it's not ever going to happen. It just couldn't happen for today's episode. Some stuff came up yesterday. And it was, yeah, it was just... Again, it's... It's not that it's hard for me to talk about anything personal but it's really hard based on what happened last yesterday in my life to, to really to really use the word excuse or lack thereof of an excuse when it comes to how come I wasn't able to bring this episode to life anyway shit happens i'm still here doing an episode i i believe that it's going to be the longest episode so you're going to be you're going to hear me talk for quite a bit on this one i'm doing it for my fans i'm doing it for the listeners hey i will say this i'm going to make it up to you sooner than later real talk it could be next week. It could be the week after that. It could be tomorrow. Who who the fuck knows? But if it if it means anything to you, the shit hasn't blown up yet. There's no there's no millions and millions of listeners yet. But I do feel completely blessed and lucky to have you, yes you the listener listening to this. It's allowed me to to come at peace. With what we are doing over here at the NUXMIS Misconduct Network. What we are doing over here at the lab, at the sound studio, at the podcast studio. Well, yo, we just love the city of Vancouver. We're doing some crazy shit. We love hockey. We also want to bring something new to hockey. A lot of the shit out there in the hockey world, I don't give a fuck. I'll say this. That, that shit's so boring. So cardboard. You know what I'm saying? I don't get why people making podcasts out there that sound so similar to a damn radio show. You know what I'm saying? Anyways, game 41, post-game show, not the way it was supposed to be, but we're still here, and we're going to make it up to the listeners. Real talk. Shout-out to all the listeners. Let's go to that Brian Burke clip. Let's react to it. Motherfucking Brian Burke, yo. I I appreciate you. Let's run the clip. Is Vancouver different, then, from every other Canadian yes. city? It is. Yes. Yes, it is. It, it's different. It's different politically. It's different weather-wise, and it's different sports fan-wise, but it doesn't change the fact that it's a great hockey town. Eighty-five percent of the people get it; they know the game. I loved working there, and I loved living there. But as a GM, you you, know, you get you get an email from someone. Well, are you thinking about this? And it's something to, well, out of left field. You know, trading this guy. So that's what you have to deal with. Is it's not the average fan. But it is different. There is this fringe there. And anyone who's worked there will tell you. It, there's this, this little group out on the side that somehow manages to be heard. And it, it's it's, uh, it's an annoying part of working in the marketplace. But I always focused on the 85%. Okay, okay. Brian Burke and his comments earlier this morning on Sportsnet 650. Talking about the Vancouver fan base once again. Talking about the damn market here in beautiful, yes beautiful, British Columbia. He brings up the percentages, right? 85% of the fans here are saints, are unbelievable, are people you would buy presents for on Christmas. And then you got those other 15%, those motherfuckers, I'm paraphrasing, those imbeciles, I'm paraphrasing, those idiots, I'm paraphrasing, those dumbasses, I'm paraphrasing, those people who somehow, yes, somehow get heard. Berkey, Brian, the man. Yes, the man. I truly believe that he is doing an an unbelievable job at presenting the game of hockey. He was he was somewhat groomed for this through him being a general manager and experiencing the media market in so many Canadian markets. He just practiced the mic work. You can tell, and he's also doing a great job provoking. My people in the city of Vancouver, which I have to salute you for. I really do. But Berkey, what are you talking about? Somehow, someway, these 15% get heard. Do you know how many fans this team has? Would it be crazy to say over a million or more? Over a million customers? That's probably a small number. It's probably double that. That's a lot of people. Take 15% of that. That's a lot of people. Take 15% of those millions, yes, millions of people who are who are aggravated, pissed off, who have built up a level of of frustration through the years. And now and now take it out on the team when they go go on these little three-game losing streaks. They want the coach fired. They want the GM fired. Blah, blah, blah. Those people are crazy. No, those people have the right. Yes, right to be crazy. They really do. In fact, I'm going to do something right now. Okay? You get an applause. You fucking 15%. You motherfuckers. Okay? I think. Yes, I think. Y'all are great. I also think the 85% are great. Yo, Vancouver Canucks fans are great just in general. 50 years. 50 years. This team barely, yes, barely, has gotten out of the second round in the playoffs. I believe it's around three times. Did I mention that this team plays in Vancouver? In Canada? Did I mention that hockey... Is, is really, really important in Canada. Fuck, hockey is so important just in the city of Vancouver. What are people going to brag about in the grand scheme of things in this city? Cliff bars, mountains, waters. Did I say waters? You get what I'm saying? They want success for their NHL franchise. And they've barely seen it. Again in the, in the big scheme of things, nobody's fucking bragging about a gray cup. Nobody's bragging about the white caps. They want to talk about their team representing one of the one of the four major sports leagues. That's what they want to do and they have to they have to talk about the Canucks. And if you look at the history, it's it's not that it's not that great. It really isn't. Yo, read the damn book. 100 things Canucks fans should do or know before they die. Drance, Halford, Cheech. You read the book and you get it. Look, I'm not trying to be overly pessimistic. I'm just trying to to defend those 15%. I think people get the the wrong idea about them, whereas I, I just believe that they have the right, the right to do so. They have the right to be heard, just like the 85%. Look, if you're you're one of those 85%ers, that are overly optimistic. Go Canucks go. You're my team no matter what. How could you talk shit about your team? You're not a real fan? Shush. What are you talking about? Fan any way you want, especially, especially if you choose to choose to cheer for the Vancouver Canucks. Again, 50 years. I know this is such an overused word in this market, but it kind of does Paint the picture pretty well. A franchise that is that is just full of mediocrity. It really is. I don't have a problem with the 15%. I really do. And I, and I also don't have a big problem with the 85%. I really don't. At the end of the day, the fan base, the city, the people all want the same thing. They want success. I truly do believe that when, yes, when the Canucks win a Stanley Cup, which I do hope is in this decade, let's be real, I do hope... That the Canucks win a Stanley Cup in this decade. When that happens, everyone, yes, everyone, will become whole. It'll be a 100% thing. Everyone will hold hands. It'll be a glorious day. Look, uh, let's go back to that little statement, okay? The Canucks better fucking win a Stanley Cup in this decade. Do you know how old I'm getting? 26. I'm 26. In 10 years, I will be... 36. Look at that math. If the Canucks don't win a cup by the time I'm 36, I'm calling it quits, yo. I'm getting married. I'm finding someone. Whether through an online app, at a cafe, at a bookstore, at a bar, at a club, through arranged marriage, I'm calling it I'm calling it quits. I'm getting married. I'm starting a family. I'm working the whole 8 to 5, picking up some overtime shifts. I, I'll give, I give up. People, you may think I'm crazy for that, an asshole for that. How can you give up on your team? Yo, that's a long time. I've been watching this team for a long time. And even if you break it down, I heard Riccio talk about this on on 650, the so the show Reach Deep, which which I believe. Not not trying to not not trying to slurp everyone on Sportsnet right now, but that show with Janda, Riccio, Dominic, that's a that's a good show. That's entertainment. Anyways, Riccio. He talked about how how people in this market he may he may be referring to the to those fifteen percent seem to over exaggerate when it comes to their belief that this team has been so bad. He brought up the fact that this team has gotten its fair share of of stars and in some cases superstars over the last what thirty years. It doesn't happen to every team. It really doesn't. Look around the league and over the last 30 years, how many teams have had Pavel Bure, Marcus Naslin, Todd Bertuzzi, Roberto Luongo, Henrik and Daniel Sedin, and now Elias Patterson and Quinn Hughes? That's pretty good. When it comes to upper tier stars, I'm not going to front. That's pretty fucking good. And in this case and in this moment, two of those stars are really, really, really young first and second year players. That's why this team better win a cup by the end of this decade. Let's go. Let's be real. Come on. Just do it. Do it for me. Do it for the city. Do it for the people. Do it for the 15%. Do it for the 85%. Do it for the doubters. Give the people something legitimate to brag about. You cannot brag about Game 7 losses. You really can't. Oh, but in 94, my team made the finals. Oh, in 2011, we were good. We made- you can't brag about that. Championships matter to me, and they should matter to you too. All right, let's end the episode off. I was going to use the word sombra. I don't even know if that's the right word to use. Anyways, let's talk about sipping on a 40. Again, we didn't get to run the program the way I wanted to after the 41st game. I had this big plan. We were going to do something at the Beaumont. And I kind of got sidetracked with some personal stuff. And and I'm not I'm not upset about it. You know, family first, friends first, shit happens, there's always another day to create. I'm, I'm really not choked up about it at all. But I just want to say thank you to all the listeners. I really do appreciate it. You know, this show This show is is actually something something special to me, man. It really is. Looking at it, look, looking at the, the big picture, being able to create a show about my city and cater it to a market that is there. Now, is that market completely there when it comes to being a listener of Sipping on a 40? Not yet. And can that sometimes be discouraging and disappointing? Eh, mm-hmm. For for some, maybe, for, but for me, no. I had this conversation with one of the... Uh, one of the business partners over the weekend he came to the studio. He was doing some practicing behind the mic, being a good, good worker for the Nux Misconic network. And we talked about the state of the franchise. And And I told him about how, how I am not, I am not upset with how things are going, even though I believed In August, when I was in Colombia, sipping on some Rum Medellin, looking at all of our content, just being excited about the program, I thought that this shit would have popped off by now. And I told the homie that I'm not upset that those goals haven't been reached yet. And I explained the reasoning being that I just feel blessed to be able to create a podcast, a conversation, once again, about my city and being able to do whatever the fuck I want on it. At the end of the day, yes, does does this does this have to to lead to something where it can allow me to be more free, buy me more time? Of course. The goal for us as a franchise is to make money off of this. One of the goals. The other goal is to create, engage with the fans, do again whatever we want and also Most importantly, I would say, is help the game of hockey. Help the game of hockey, a game that I kind of walked away from for a couple of years. Hockey has been such a big part of the majority, the majority of my life. And those things mattered. I'm so glad that hockey didn't completely disappear from my life, looking back at it. You know, I was tackling some other things in the past pretty hard. Not well, but I I was working hard at it. And I just imagine if those things popped off and and I was somewhere else and Trevor and I never linked up that I would maybe just maybe give up on the game or not find it now. I, I don't know. Anyways, I just feel blessed and I feel like myself again by surrounding myself with the beautiful... The beautiful game. I can't call it that. I can't call it the beautiful game. That, that's a soccer thing. The greatest game on earth. The coolest game on earth. That's the thing. That's the thing that was on my bed sheet. Okay. I had these NHL bed sheets from back in the day. And the slogan for the NHL was that the NHL was the coolest game on earth. I'm an honest person. Kyle Bowen, honest podcast, sipping on a 40. I will say that the NHL is actually, no bias, the coolest game on earth especially right now how many how many amazing players are in the league right now it's ridiculous it's ridiculous that tw- 19 year olds 20 year olds 21 year olds are just stepping in and becoming superstars that early when I started watching the game in 02 or 01 the prime of an NHL player was 30 31 32. And to see that go back 10 years just shows that this game has, well, in in the state that it is right now, has the potential to really, really rise up the charts to once again, uh, in once again, that conversation uh, of the four uh, four North American sports leagues. It's crazy. It's crazy. I'm just so blessed and happy that the game once again found me. I've been reading I've been reading a lot more recently too and what was the book I read Oh Prince Prince the beautiful ones he talks about it so many times throughout the book now this book is probably one of the more diverse books I've ever read in my life even the way it is structured it is amazing and he talks about it many times throughout the novel that once you once you are able to open up open up your eyes, And realize that if you put yourself in a position where you can just create whatever you want to create, your goals will be reached. You just got to work hard. Feel blessed. Feel happy. Yo, thank you to all the listeners of Sipping on a 40. I know. I went on a little bit of a tangent towards the end of the episode. Again, I don't give a fuck. I really don't. I really don't. It is what it is. Get the Nux Misconduct Network. Four shows coming up. Yes, four shows. We're at three. A fourth one is coming. Power of the towel. Nick Bondi. You can get all four shows with one swipe, one tap. It's that easy. Who else is doing that? With one swipe, one tap. You make your hockey life a little bit better. This was sipping on a 40. My name's Kyle Bowen. I didn't give a shout-out to probably the most important important person in my hockey life, my Uncle Sam. The dude's the homie. The dude's a fighter. Love you, man. Have a good morning, a good afternoon, a good night. I don't know when you're listening to this, but we, yes, we, over here at the Nux Misconduct Network, we fucking appreciate it. Peace.